0: everyone, and welcome to another exciting podcast of Thoughts Become Things. I'm Jeremy Lopez, and today is going to be, I think, a really cool podcast. I think you guys will get a a lot of, um, hopefully, aha moments out of it, because it's something I've really been wanting to talk about for a long time. We're going to call it this. We're going to call it Rewriting Your Prophecy. Rewriting Your Prophecy, because that's going to stir up a lot of people to say, wait a minute, we can't rewrite our prophetic word? Guess what? Let me explain to you what I mean by that in today's podcast. By the way, thank you for... Joining in with me today, no matter what side of the world you come from, no matter what the weather looks like where you are, I know for me here, in my state, it was like below 30 yesterday. Today, it is 68. So, you don't know half the time if you're going to wear t-shirts, sweatshirts, coats, or bathing suits half the time. But you know what? Hey, it's life. Wake up every morning, you're going to get a surprise of what the weather's going to bring to you. Even just last week, we had tornadoes, which literally was heading towards my neighborhood. I'm like, really? But you know what? It just didn't come now not my dwelling. You know? I mean, I believe in Scripture. I believe I can speak and call things into existence. And I'm like, you know what? You're not coming my way tonight. I don't have to scream and bind and loose and get all, you know, stressed out about it. I'm just like, you're not coming my way. You're not going to hit my neighborhood. So go your merry way in Jesus name. And guess what, folks? It didn't even, it just literally stayed in the sky and didn't even affect us. And so the key thing for me is, hey, remain calm, remain calm, stay in peace and just speak to the mountains, speak to the the weather, speak to the things you need to speak to. And when you do, start thinking positive and start seeing it from the visual that God sees it in. And you know what? It's going. begin to happen for you. It might take you some time to develop in the sense of really manifesting, but it's going to eventually manifest. Because whatever you sow, you're going to reap back. If I sow a good seed of how I want my life to look, then those seeds are going to manifest. It might take it some time, like an acorn with an oak tree. It might take it some time because they don't grow overnight. Not a magic peel. But eventually, those seeds have no choice but to root and to grow. And so, I'm guaranteed... I'm gonna have a beautiful future I don't know about you but I'm gonna have a gorgeous beautiful amazing powerful creative future all right so with that said let's dive into today's podcast because it's really been something that's been stirring in me for a long time and once again rewriting your prophetic word what does that mean oh my gosh Jeremy what are you saying we can't rewrite what God told us you're right exactly but let's talk about this for a moment a lot of times people will write in for prophetic words now many of you know what I do is I hear from I hear from God of course we all hear from God, right? The Bible says, my sheep know my voice. And to be clear, it doesn't say, my sheep hear my voice. Mistranslation. Let's get back to the original language. It says, my sheep know my voice. You can even read a little bit further in John chapter 10 where he talks about, you know, the sheep knowing this and, and God knowing this and we know this. I mean, so you so it backs up the knowing aspect of it. Alright? So with that being said, we all hear God's voice. But I just happen to be a prophet to where prophetically I hear God for people because sometimes it it gets a little difficult for us to to really know God of what that image looks like inside of us. And so that's my job. All right. I prophesy to people all over the world daily, and I love doing it. I do life coaching for people uh, during the week, and I love to be able to break paradigms and get people into a place of great discovery and discovering the beautiful, authentic self they are in God and what their future is going to hold to so where they can map it out and just watch the, the path of the just gets brighter and brighter. So I love what I do. For a living. I hope you do as well. So, rewriting your prophetic word. What does that mean, Jeremy? Here's what I mean. I've had so many people in my life, the past especially the past couple of months, who actually will send in questions. You know, I, always, I like to honestly sort of discourage people in sending in questions when I prophesy to them. The reason why is because, you know what, life should be full of mysteries, surprises, adventures, and not all the time do we need to know every single solitary thing about our lives and our existence. I mean, the Bible says that no good thing with God withhold from those that walk uprightly. Now, I want you to think about that verse for a moment. No good thing with God withhold from us. Notice how God says no good thing. Notice he didn't say, uh, you know, um, no good answer. He didn't say, hey, I'm going to give you the answer. I'm never going to hold back an answer from you. Notice that's not biblical. Ah, there's one aha moment for many of you. Notice it's not biblical that God ever did say, I'm going to answer all your questions. Because first of all, I like to say this in a funny way, but a serious way. A, number one, God is not your sugar daddy. Number two, God does not owe you anything. Number three, just because the Bible says ask, seek, and knock doesn't mean God works for you and he does he, that he is commanded or demanded by you to answer whatever you ask him. Even if you don't understand it, no offense folks, but God doesn't care if you don't understand it, right? That's what faith is all about. Faith is saying, the Bible says in Hebrews 11.1, it says, faith is a substance of things hoped for, but yet it's the evidence of things not seen. So it's the evidence, the fact that you've never seen it before, So with that being said, that means we've got to look at this and say, you know what? When God speaks to me, when God speaks to me, He's going to speak to me on the level of things He wants me to hear in that now moment. If God does not address one of my questions, if I'm in my prayer closet and I'm just praying and praying and praying, Oh God, I need to know. Oh my God, I need to know this and this and this. If God doesn't specifically speak to you and say, yay, yeah, yay, yeah, son, hey, daughter, you know, nowadays in Western terminology, hey, what's up, son? You know, you know, or what's up, daughter. And yet, um, or as some would say, what up, boo, the key thing is you've got to begin to look and say, hold on a minute. You know, you know, God does not is not required to give me what I want. And knowing that, that's why I say to people, I'm going to discourage people from writing in with questions. Why don't you write in to say, God, what do you want me to see? What do you want me to hear? And even though you might look and say, Oh my gosh, you know what? I, you don't understand. I've got. I'm in this life and death situation. Like this question has to be answered. First of all, notice one thing. You are in a time. Uh, you're you're in a time. Okay. That's why we have four different seasons on this planet. It's either three a.m., four, five. 4 or 5 p.m., midnight, 1 o'clock, 3 o'clock, no matter what time it is, you are in time. God is not in time. God supersedes. God transcends past time of this natural world. Now, because of that, God doesn't really care about your time because he knows when you truly do need something, not when you think you need it. And so sometimes we say, you know, the old saying, God will sometimes come in the midnight hour. That's true. But also sometimes God will come after the fact. Sometimes you might get your answer and say, No, my court case, you know, was settled. And they said, No, I didn't win my court case. And you're like, But God, why didn't you answer me? And sometimes we look at that and we say, maybe God did not want to answer you, because maybe in order for God to do a miracle, it needed to happen after the gavel went down to say, you know what, hey, you know, you're convicted, or hey, it's not true, you know, or or hey, this is true, or hey, you won in your favor, or hey, you lost, you know, you you, you didn't get it. The case, the case of miracles comes after the verdict of humanity has already made their final answer. Some of you need to tweak that. Think about that. Sometimes God will answer when humanity has already put the gavel down and has already said what they decreed. And yet God can say, you know what, since I'm a supernatural God and I do exceedingly abundantly Above all that you're able to ask or think, or put it another way, we can do exceedingly abundantly above everything you're asked to. You know, you're, you're you're called to say anything. I think I say, even when the decision's made, we might say, "Oh, you missed it, God. Why didn't you speak?" And God's like, "No, I'm not your time." And second of all, if you want a miracle, miracles don't happen when you command me to, to bring a miracle. Miracles don't happen when you know uh, when you look at life and you say, "You know what? The decision's already been made, God. You missed the part." The part. In other words. You, you flunked. You missed the, the mark, God, of the high call. I needed you an answer. And God's like, no, hold on. A miracle happens when humanity has already said their final word. That's when miracles happen. Miracles basically take place when the natural has already made a conclusion and that conclusion has already been finalized by so many different people or voices or the the system has already decreed and declared this is the finale. It can't be changed. That's when a miracle comes in. Let me explain something to you guys. Miracles, true, authentic, God, supernatural miracles don't always happen, nine times out of ten, don't always happen when all, all of a sudden you look and you pray and, and all of a sudden you, you know, they say, Hey, you won. You know, you got your children back. Hey, you know, you you know you you won. You you're not going to prison. Or, or hey, you know what? Uh, my, my marriage was reconciled before it was ever divorced. You know? The key thing is you have to look and realize that there's God intervenes and does amazing things all the time. However, with that being said, miracles really happen when the natural says, There's no way. We've already answered. So you have to look at reality and say it this way. You have to look and say, you know what? God will do what God wants to do because he knows what's best for me. He knows what's better for me. He knows what I really need more than I think what I need. And so if God does exceedingly abundantly about what you're able to ask or think, and God works in this way where things happen, you know, really in the in the spirit when, you know, when things we look at and we say, I don't know what's happening you know, in my life, and God says, oh, I know exactly what's happening. You know, that's a key thing. God knows what's happening, and because God knows what's happening, we have to begin to settle that issue. So for me, I always say, hey, don't bring your questions you know, before me when we prophesy, simply because of fact, God may never answer your questions. And yet I've had so many people in the past literally email or or write in the ministry or call in and say, Jeremy didn't answer my question. And i want about to say, okay, let me explain something to you, okay? One, I'm not dumb. <laughs> B, I didn't overlook your question. You know, C is I don't work for you. Just because you give a donation doesn't mean I am required to answer you, okay? Not being bad or ugly by far. In fact, I truly love you so much, but I, wanna, but I love you enough to give you what God wants me to give you, not what you're demanding because you feel like you've given a donation that you're demanding you get an answer. And And yet, sometimes it reflects on not even saying, God, I demand you give an answer. Sometimes you want to look at me and say, No, Jeremy, I demand you give me an answer because that's what I wrote in for. You have to understand, you just said, out out of your mouth, your heart spoke. And that is, I really want an answer from you, Jeremy. I don't want an answer from God. If God can answer me, then you answer me. Hello? Another aha moment. Because you have to begin to recognize, you know what? It's not up to God or me to tell you what you want to hear. The truth be told, God will say to you what God knows you need to hear in that moment of your life. And if a question is presented to God and let's say God doesn't answer you in the prayer clause and God doesn't answer you through a prophet, it doesn't mean, and let me just sort of break down your drama queen mentality, it doesn't mean God's like, oh, you know, um, I'm definitely holding it back from you or I don't care about that question. I don't care what happens to you about the situation. God is not saying that. God loves you so much what he's saying is trust to me. Just because you don't have an answer just trust me. Because maybe you don't maybe you really let's just let's just face reality. Maybe you're not ready to hear the answer. I know in many times in my life I'm like when God speaks to me, I'm like, I did not want to hear that answer, God. You know, I didn't want to hear that. Why are you telling me that? And it's only because of the fact that God says, Well, you know what, Jeremy, I know you're mature enough to take the answer. I know you're mature enough to take the answer. Now it doesn't mean you're immature if God doesn't answer you. It just simply means that sometimes God just says, why don't you just trust by faith? Go through with this and just, re- just remember, I've got it wrapped up regardless. But yet sometimes it's good just to go through and trust by faith knowing that we don't have an answer for for certain situations. Sometimes it's God's way of saying, if you, you know, this time around, just trust me. You know, how many of you have ever heard the old um Uh, famous poem, you know, that's I think it's like the footsteps, you know, in the sand type of mentality, you know, and Lord, I'll I'll just see one step of footsteps, you know, he's like, that's when I carried you. Well, you know, here's the key thing, you know, I've learned to understand that footstep mentality in the future a lot more in my now moment, I should say for my future, a lot more now than I ever did. I used to be like that person, God's not going to carry you, you're going to, because we co-create with God, we do and God won't always carry you to answer everything for you. You are required to make your own decisions based on the um, the Holy Spirit's conviction, based on the Holy Spirit speaking to you, leading you, guiding you, but God is not going to answer the questions for you. But with that said, sometimes even during your decision making, God will sort of say, hey, come get in my lap. Let me just carry you for a while, but But you're still going to have to live. You're still going to have to answer. You're still going to have to do some action. That's just, you know, I can carry you through the process, but I'm not going to do your your actions for you, nor can I answer life's tough questions for you to everyone else when you're obligated to answer them. I can give you the answers. I can carry you. But during this grace time, you're still going to have to live life, right? I mean, that's just the Kingdom of God. And so that's when you have to understand, do I serve a Heavenly Father who loves me? Or do I serve a sugar daddy who I say does what I tell them to do and always required to only prophesy to me good things. Hello? Who am I talking to today? (laughs) My mic on today? Because a lot of times we think God will only answer me in good things. The good thing about the kingdom of God is the Bible says Jesus said the words I speak are spirit and life. Jesus never said the words I speak are going to be right for you. Jesus never said the words I'm going to speak are going to be be so enlightening and positive and and you're just going to love it. No, he says the words I speak are spirit and life. That means life holds, according to scripture, life holds what? In this life there will be trials and tribulations, but be of good cheer, I've already overcome the world. That's one. That's one good definition of life. Another one is I've died to give you life and life more abundantly. So what is life? Life consists of trials, tribulations, good times, bad times, death, life. Positive times, having a baby, getting married, and also seeing your parents die. That's life. That's not being negative. That's life. And so he's letting you know life abundance of life consists of, a, of an abundance of in-depth living which holds all these things, all these things. Life doesn't just mean good. If that's the case, in the life we're living right now, I'm not living a good life and no one on planet Earth has ever lived a good life, even, even Adam, because everyone has seen death. Everyone has been sick once in their life. Everyone has experienced pain, rejection, abandonment. Everyone on this planet has experienced something. Everyone knows what it's like to go through loneliness. So that's life. And because of life, God can turn things around for our good. That's the beautiful thing about a Christian is God never promised you a rose garden or that life would be good. He promised an abundance of life, meaning that that life will be abundant because the deeper you get into life, no matter what it looks like for you, of trials and tribulations, good, or ugly, it means that that life that he's going to be there for you to still make you understand you're not alone. You're in the palm of my hand and that I'm going to walk with you the entire time you go through this time of your life. That's what life is about. And so knowing that prophetic words that God gives to us doesn't sometimes all no, they're always going to be positive to us. Sure they are going to be positive. But being positive doesn't mean that God is going to bypass your life of hard times and trials and tribulations. God will. God said, I honor my word above my name. God will never give you a prophetic word that's going to go against trials and tribulations because that's what the word says. Another aha moment, right? There you go. So because of that, we've got to begin to look and understand the reality of what this looks like for us. And these are things that I'm telling you, you can't, you can rewrite your story in the future in the sense of how you want it to look, but you can't rewrite your history, your past, right? But And you can't rewrite a prophetic word. But when we're dealing with a prophetic word, always know this one thing, and I'll close with this. Always know that God will speak to you, and whatever God says... It does, don't take it as being negative versus positive. Don't take it as God doesn't love me or God loves me. Take it as, you know what? God has spoken his word to me. And God's Word is always life-giving, and it's always love. And because of that, whatever I hear, I might have to go through that valley. I might have to go through some trials and tribulations. But I'm guaranteed I'll have a rod and staff with me comforting me. I'm guaranteed that I can take on that peace that will override my natural understanding. I'm guaranteed that I have a sword of the Spirit that will cut asunder between my emotions, and my soul, and my spirit. Because I've got to trust the Spirit more than I do my emotions during the situation. So, really, is it truly a trial? Here's the answer for you on this one. A trial for a person who is faith, who has belief in, in faith of Christ versus a person who doesn't have any faith is two totally different things. We have the opportunity to begin to realize that a trial can be redefined as, yes, I'm going through a hard time, which is called a trial. Not the devil, but it's a trial of life. The good thing about us, how we can redefine it, is, but... It doesn't mean that I have to put my mind into the trial. My life might be going through a trial, but my mind can remain intact with God's peace to where, guess what, it doesn't feel as painful, it doesn't feel as hard, it doesn't feel as as damaging, it doesn't feel as bad. As maybe someone who doesn't have Christ because God's, God will turn it around for my good. And I need to, I need to realize that part of life holds trials and tribulations. And through this trial, you know what? I'm going to be okay. Why? Because going through a trial as a Christian guarantees me that I have hope and a bright future that I can learn through all things and say I can't wishful think this trial away but I tell you what I can do is trust God's word and God's word says I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through it but be of good cheer why would God want me to go through something like this simply because of the fact there's something maybe we can learn we can take from it maybe he can help mature us maybe he can teach us how we're going to react to stress because maybe we've been praying for so long that God would make me an entrepreneur and every prophetic word I've ever had says God's going to give me this multiple business, you know, idea and maybe God's like, let me see how you can respond to a small little trial because if you can't take the heat during something small and the small things, you can never be able to handle the big things I bring to you. That's Bible for you. Be faithful the small things. And so, therefore, we have to look at life and say, it's not because I've done something wrong or bad or it's a devil attacking me. Sometimes I want it so bad to say, if I took the, 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 the term devil and demon away from people's terminology, you know, I, I don't think they would know how to live life because because we all love the blame game, the blame game, and a lot of times I'm like, take them out of your vocabulary. The devil's already been defeated. The Bible makes it very plain. Take him out of your equation of the, of your brain and start looking at the reality of the kingdom thinking. And kingdom says, if I go through a hard time with trial and tribulation, not a big deal for me. Doesn't mean I've done something wrong. Maybe God is just showing me what are you made of during a during a small thing because because um, it's how you get up during that hard trial. Or that, tri- that tribulation. It's how you get up in your response level is what I can see you're ready for something larger in your life than, than this small thing. So guess what, folks? Trials and tribulations are not bad things. Sometimes they can be pretty, ultimately, eh, good at the turnout. <laughs> Maybe not while we're going through it, but at the end of the day, hey, the turnout's going to be like, hey, I did pretty good through this thing. I think I'm going to make it. I think I'm going to survive pretty good. And God's like, there you go. The way to go, that's the way to think. So, we can't write our prophetic words, but we can say, hey, you know what? It's all for my good, and it's still loving, and it's still positive. And thank you, Lord, that you're preparing me to go through a hard time, because God is not going to take away your hard times, folks. He didn't promise you a rose garden, as the old song says, but what God did promise you is an abundance of life that even when you go through something, it's not a big deal. See what you can take from it. Know that I'm with you. Keep the peace no stress and let's just get that sword and cut those emotions of all that drama queen mentality away from the spirit and trust in the spirit and lean not your own understanding in all your ways just acknowledge me when you're going through something and hold your head up high and you're going to be fine no biggie but it's good for us to go through hard times folks it's just part of life so don't rewrite things Don't and don't get mad when you ask questions and I don't get the answers to them. Just know that God loves you and God knows what's best for you and just trust him. That's the beautiful thing about the kingdom is I just trust you regardless. And when you do that, guess what? You begin to realize, you know what? Hey, God is truly a good God. All right, so thank you as always for tuning in. Oh, real quick, let me say this as well. How does this all play in the role of law of attraction? I'm glad you asked that question, Jeremy. Because of the fact it's God's way of saying how are you gonna think during a trial and tribulation? How are you gonna think and how are you gonna respond through it? Because trust me when I say this, guys, if you want your seed to grow into a beautiful harvest of positivity and your future be bright and hopeful, then guess what? You gotta start getting your mind active in that in that mentality of saying, hey, you know what? Attracting things into my life doesn't just always work when I'm up and good and I've got the money and feeling great. Nope, 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 nope. Law of attraction, you know, according to biblical terms, will will, will test you and say, "Hey, you're going through a rough day. Are you going to continue to stay there?" Question mark. Or are you going to start thinking positive? Because let's just face it, it's hard to think positive when I'm going through hell, right? It's hard to think positive when I'm going through something difficult. But guess what? That's when you know what's truly in your heart. Because when the hardest times of our lives hit, it's what comes out of the mouth is what really tells our maturity level and it really tells what we're really made of. So. Take that to the bank and think on it for a while, all right? As always, folks, thank you for tuning into our podcast. I love each and every one of you. You truly are. You're a mark in history. God has put you on this earth for such a time as this to be accountable, responsible, powerful, loving, a bright light, being laughter to people because that's who you are or that's what you're made to be in this life. And as always, if you don't like your life, what do we say? Everyone say it together. Change it. If you don't like your day, start rearranging your thoughts and change it and the rest of your day will begin to get brighter and brighter. God bless you. This has been the Thoughts Become Things podcast with Jeremy Lopez helping you reach your highest creative potential that God has for you. For more episodes, products, and information on Jeremy, visit www.identitynetwork.net.